Welcome, welcome, welcome to the PR podcast. I'm your host, and I have something special for that. Let me flip a switch on my, my mixing board here. Let's see if this works uh, in, in post. <laughs> I'm Mike Proud, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, woo! Son of a gun podcaster. And I have two very special guests with me. One needs no introduction. He's already been on the show. Uh, this is going to be his third time. If he came out to a wrestling song, I think he'd come out to Eat Em Up, L by uh, LL Cool J. Lee, say, say hi to the people, Lethal. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's good to be back for the third time. Uh, looking forward to this one because we got some special topics and special guests that we have to introduce in a second. So I'm looking forward to this. Take it away, man. Uh, I, I, I uh, think I, when I introduced you, I still had the, the effects running, but that's okay. <laughs> so they, they should be good the rest of the episode. I know you guys can't hear it on your end, but my mixer yeah. should have output it. So, oh, man. Hey, roll it. And, roll and, it. <laughs> this is already a shit show. Oh, come on. Oh, this is my, my next uh, special guest. And, you know, I, I, I've been trying to get him for a while. He finally came on. He had a lot of doubters out there. Helm said he'd never be on. Fraud said he'd never be on. <laughs> Fill in the blank for the name said he'd never be on. But he's here with us now. Say hi to the, the people, Polly. Hi, this is Polly Walnuts, and they were probably all pretty correct about that. I was probably never going to be on, but I decided to get on this train wreck. I'm a smart mark, and I'm here to talk some wrestling. Take and it that, away. That is our episode. It is episode 23, a Michael Jordan amount of episodes. And one greatest to the another, this one's entitled Legends of Wrestling. Who do you think I was going to use, by the way? Did you think I was going to go with LeBron James? Fuck no. MJ's the GO of basketball. Arguably Bill Russell. And yeah, maybe you can throw another a couple names out there. But, uh, you know, LeBron's the greatest flopper of all time. I'll totally give him that, but... Definitely had to go with Jordan for this episode. So what oh, we're gonna he definitely is. <laughs> what we're gonna talk about tonight is our Rushmores for wrestlers first, and then uh, I'm gonna hit you with a mid roll ad because I gotta get money somehow. And then uh, we're gonna do match Rushmores, and then we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. But uh, as always, you can catch me on Facebook, Polrel Pcast. First name P O L R E L. Second name, P-C-A-S-T. And then Twitter, at sign, the PNR podcast. And then on Patreon, the space P, space ampersand, space R, space podcast. So I will throw it over to my boy Lethal. Take it away, my man. Who's who's on your wrestling Rushmore and why? Start with number four, of course. Number four? All right. I, I don't even know if I put these in particular order, but... Oh, um, man, you're killing me. I, I, I could do this fast, so no problem. So <laughs> Yeah, just on the fly, boy, switch uh, it up, man. All right, here we go. Number, I guess number four, we would do this. Yes. Uh, Rey Mysterio. I put Rey Mysterio number four. I, oh, wow. I, and I know it might not be like the top, everybody's top whatever, right? But I loved his like style of wrestling. 
his um you know like the agility the kind of speed that he brought to the to the game right he almost uh, a long time. he yeah. he almost made my uh, match rush more because he had a match with uh eddie guerrero at uh halloween havoc in um uh 97 i believe that was uh a really incredible match so um you know i he didn't make my rush more as far as wrestlers go but i can definitely respect that pick just based yeah. on matches like that that he's had oh yeah absolutely he said some great matches i remember was it uh I think it was like a World War Three, one of those like pay per views. It was an Ultima. Was it Ultimo Dragon? You remember him? I do remember him. He was <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, like, he, he said that, <laughs> right? He yeah, but he's had some good good matches against him too. Eh? And I, I don't. Know, I just like that whole uh, speed. Eh? You know, it's a different style of wrestling that he kind of tried to bring to that mainstream. I uh, um, I do appreciate the lucha style. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Oh it, yeah, he, he was legit. Oh absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Still and, is. He's still wrestling. Oh, you you know what his best I, match is? You guys might not agree with me, and maybe the fans Goldberg. won't. But I, I gotta throw this. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Any there can't be a match that's the best that involves Goldberg. He just wasn't a good worker. He's like, I'll give you my best five minutes. After that, you're fucked. But um, yeah. Ray, my favorite Rey Mysterio match is not even that one with uh, Eddie at Halloween Havoc. It's the Custody of Dominic match, of course. That is the most insane like um, uh, stipulation for a match. Whoever won the match <laughs> would gain custody of uh, Dominic, uh, Rey Mysterio's son. I think oh, that's I hot that. hitting right there. Yeah, yeah, that's that that yeah. smacks like no other man. Like I fucking I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. Who did he um? Who did he wrestle? There was like a certain match he had, and it was like to keep his mask on. Remember that? That was, I believe oh, yeah. that. That was in WCW. Was so that was before. And then yeah. um I can't get his mask ripped off all the time. Was it Eddie that did it too? Was Jericho it? probably. Could I think been. he yeah, I think Jericho was a heel already at that point. Yeah, oh yeah. He was in that and I think it was him that tried to get that mask off him. I can't believe fucking Eric Bischoff made that call though. Like Eric Bischoff. He's made a lot oh. of good calls, but that was one of his worst ones by far. Like, oh, oh, absolutely. There was there was no point for him to lose lose the mask, and it's almost like you know Bischoff didn't understand the importance of the mask to, to particular wrestlers. So he was trying to keep it on his part, keep it reality at the point. That's what his thing was trying yeah, to keep all like, which I appreciate. And you know, wrestling would have died. Uh, I'll, I'll go on a limb and say that if it wasn't for Bischoff kind of introducing that style, because people were getting sick of like the cartoony, like bullshit gimmicks. So it's yeah, like he, trying to... he brought in the reality, which made you know pro wrestling survive. And I got to enjoy like yes. another decade and like a half of it because of that or more. Maybe and like, it's still transitioned to that, but, it transitioned but, to that basically. Yeah, yeah. Like Everything's said, reality now. It's entertainment slash reality. But I almost yeah. feel like it, it still didn't need to be done with him, though. They could have been like, okay, the Lucha style is these masks are important to the guy. We won't take it away. And he can still have yeah. very real storylines. We'll, you know, we'll work around it. There was no reason for them to necessarily do that. And then uh, Vince Russo took over, and then things really went to shit. But. <laughs> 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 that's a different topic uh, uh, yeah i'll have to have jim Cornette on uh one night so we can agree <laughs> on that for about an hour how that guy really fucked things up oh it's just pro wrestling bro don't even worry about it. it's pro it's no big deal pro wrestling bro <laughs> him and Cornette, 
Mortal <laughs> Enemies. Oh, yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't see eye to eye on any damn thing. <laughs> but at least Cornette cared and he tried to do his best. Well, you know, exactly. Right? He tried to keep it. It was Vince. Oh, you just give me a, pro- a paycheck, bro. I'll show up and write something, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was more. Movie-ish Go back face. to fucking New York. <laughs> <laughs> Cornell was trying to keep it old school. Oh, we yeah, got yeah. next. Yeah, Let's who, keep this tra- yeah. train moving here. Who is your number go? three? Who's your number three? Number, number three, and you guys might have this guy definitely on your list, but I put Undertaker uh, as my, oh, my number three. I, <laughs> I like, like that. Yeah. I, like I, I mean, he's, you know, longevity wise, I mean, the streak, everything about him, his whole gimmick. They, and it's not like he just did the one gimmick, right? He, uh, you know, just being the Undertaker, that, that scary the phenom right and then he also did the whole you know motorcycle american badass type thing see that's so, yeah i should have penalized him for aba because i fucking hated that gimmick it, it oh, wasn't terrible yeah, it was dreamer eat my uh, cup of uh chew, chewing tobacco spit like what the fuck was that all about and then again that was on tommy dreamer too being like oh yeah i'll do the gross out guy gimmick i don't know why he i, uh, I don't he know he was just trying to keep himself in the yeah, he I think he was just trying to game. Yeah, he yeah. just wanted to say, hey, you know, I can I can work with whatever you give me. But Tommy yeah. Dreamer deserved better than that, though. But you can say that about a ton of gimmicks. But yeah. yeah, I really didn't like that Undertaker part. So I'm glad like he he fucking made it die at one of the pay-per-views and then came back as, you know, the original, you know, uh, phenom sort of guy. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think le- longevity is what, what you mentioned that really helped him because a guy like hbk he kind of is on the fence because there was a lot of years that he you know he couldn't wrestle because of his back or whatever and um he might make yours i'm gonna kind of be secretive about my list but the undertaker definitely he cements himself and you know he should have cemented himself in a lot of rushmores because a the streak and then you know b how how, uh, long his career lasted but um, besides ABA really pissing me off, I'm not happy that he, he lost the streak to Lesnar because um, as much as I respect Lesnar, he's always came off as this guy that's just like, you know, give me the paycheck and, and I'll show up. He didn't actually care about pro wrestling or furthering stories or anything like that. It was just like, give me money and I'll leave UFC for a few months. And that, that kind of irritated me. He should have yeah, lo- no- lost the streak. Even to a guy like I don't like, like maybe like um, Roman Reigns or something, where it's like, okay, I can at least respect you losing to the streak to this guy because this guy's gonna be the face of wrestling in a few years, and this guy's gonna be around for a while. So he should have lost at the A somebody that's already been super established, because it would have been interesting to like lose to somebody like Triple H or or Shawn Michaels or somebody like that, or B like a guy like I mentioned like Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, where they're the future of the company at the, the point that he lost the streak. And it would have been nice to invest it in one of those guys that actually gives a fuck about wrestling, not just showing up for the paycheck. Yeah, but who's bigger than Lesnar? Le- Lesnar's the man. Lesnar's still a half the World Rumble. Like At I said, time. I don't. By himself. I don't disrespect Lesnar on you know that Vince regard. Vince was like, Vince was like, who's bigger than Brock? Give it to Brock. He's he's the biggest feature we have. Yeah, but the Undertaker can probably decide where the streak goes. I don't. I think that's the one thing that Vince doesn't touch. I think Vince oh, touches. Oh no, he did. Vince he touches said on every the podcast. What Vince said he that he made that call. Yeah. Yep. That's terrible. Oh and man. He gave he gave him the basically the input on that. As far as he said that on the radio the other day, 
on one of his tours. He was talking to ESPN saying basically uh, that the heat that he got with Brock at the UFC there, that he went there just to kind of pick a fight with somebody and that he was going to basically Vince was like, who's bigger than Brock? You got to give it to Brock. And then he said, all right, I'll do it. But the Undertaker should have been like, this guy doesn't even give a fuck about pro wrestling. I'm yeah. going to make him rest in peace at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as far as Brock's intangibles, is probably the only believable guy that can beat the Undertaker. Well, as far as sheer size wise. But didn't, didn't Reigns beat him at, uh, like, I don't know, WrestleMania 35 or something? So he's like, the Undertaker's like 20 and two or something like that because yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they ended up giving a, a WrestleMania win to Reigns, anyways, though. So, why not give, give it to Reigns or, or Rollins? Was it, or, wasn't a Bray Wyatt. At the why, time. why not Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt was a fucking <laughs> a fruitcake right. back then, too, right? Or Ryback. <laughs> Ryback was a monster. He was eating everybody. He Undertaker, yeah. I'm going to eat you at WrestleMania. It could have been, that's, I don't know. It just, it could have went. That's so corn many, fed right there. <laughs> it could have went so many better ways, I feel like. So as much as a beast as, you know, Lesnar is, it, it they just could, they could have done a little bit better, I feel like. No, I, no, I agree. I, to be honest with you, I didn't think he was going to lose it there either. And I think, I didn't think he was going to lose the streak, but they said that everything has come to an end. So, <laughs> and then, and it was Brock. Yeah, Brock's a big dude, man. He's a big dude, and oh, yeah, big yeah. at that time too. Yeah, I guess big name made I sense. I guess. <laughs> oh, um, so I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I harped on ABA right away. So, um, what, why, what is your reason though for uh, the Undertaker? Well, yeah, I like the, I, I guess his whole, you know, persona and everything, and then like, yeah, I didn't mind the ABA piece, and then when he switched back, he, he brought back that old school feel of the Undertaker, and it was still relevant. It was still like fresh for people and it, it kind of it was like different generations too and it was still a good gimmick that it wasn't like lame right and he's a good wrestler too good showman um i don't know like all the matches that he had were like kane or even every wrestlemania event that you know you think of the streets gonna get broke but somehow he keeps coming back um you know risen from the dead type style and he, he kept killing it man over the years and, and I, I think i watched that documentary too about him that kind of oh like, that was good yeah, I was like, oh, dude, that kind of shed some light on how much of a professional he is. So it went not only from him being a entertainer, but then seeing like the behind the scenes and how big he is in, in the in the locker room and everything. I'm like, yo, he's he definitely belongs on there. He could have been higher. He could have been one. Really, he could have been my one. But that's um, no, that's a legitimate yeah. point, though. I I, yeah. I feel you on that. He did, he could have been a one on I, anybody's Rushmore, and it would have been absolutely. Fair. Yeah, I think I think like my my list. I don't know it's like weird. It's more like the time I watch wrestling, I kind of focus on that. And there might be other people outside of the time I watch that definitely should be on the Rushmore. I just kind of remember my childhood memories of some of these guys, and that's why they're on my top four. I agree with that. To be honest yeah. with you, because the old guys, I have no idea. I'm not a historian. I just go by sight on this because. Bruno San Martino's not on your Rushmore, sir. Oh, come on. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. Kozlowski, maybe. I don't know. Those Killer guys. Kowalski. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, yeah, he, he trained Triple H, Perry Saturn, in China. Killer Kowalski. He, he so, might be on my list. Yeah, important. You might, <laughs> you might have sold me on him. He, he trained the game. I mean, yeah, so, you know. He sold out Madison Square Garden. 
<laughs> Hulk Hogan, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheik didn't no, make my list. He's he's gonna put me in the camel clutch. I already know it's gonna happen. He didn't make my <laughs> list. So. <laughs> he was a runner-up. Mike Proud, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made like a made made a little uh, section for him, little rock with his face on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we paid homage, but not enough. You know what I want to say before Lee moves on? I I gotta mention this. The Undertaker introduced so many stipulations, like casket match. Buried Alive match, Hell in a Cell, Inferno match. He's probably involved in the Elimination Chamber in some way. Like, he he introduced so many different matches. Yeah. Oh, still. And, and you know what's what's fun? Uh, mentioning his debut, I mean, uh, he, he wrestles as Mean Mark, like, in WCW. Yeah, but his, yeah. his uh, WWF uh, debut, 1990, he uh, shared it with the Gobbledy Gooker. <laughs> so that's that's another little piece of trivia you have to throw out there when you talk about the Undertaker. Survivor Series. Huh? Do you do you guys remember that the motherfucker that came out of the egg? He was like a turkey. Yeah, and, absolutely. Who does it? Right. Well, yeah. I, a lot of people might not know. They're like Goblin. Go- who the who is that? Yeah, well, he was. Uh, that's uh, was nice... almost almost as good as the Shockmaster. <laughs> yeah. He's on the list, that's for sure. Yeah, I will, I will see you guys at Starcade. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking falls yeah. through the wall. Stormtrooper <laughs> helmet. What were they doing? Why didn't George Lucas sue the shit out of them for that one? Free advertising, <laughs> man. Oh yeah, good, make, point, good point. They won't make any money on that. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. my gosh, the fucking shockmaster. I dedicated my first wrestling episode to him. If you look in the the episode notes on Anchor, you can see that the episode's dedicated to the Shockmaster. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's short-lived. All short-lived. Right. Right. All right, moving, so moving on, number two, the Shockmaster. Oh, yeah, man, right. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> nah, n- number, number two, uh, I think we kind of <laughs> talked about this a little bit, or at least alluded to it, but... Um, Triple H. I put Triple H. Oh two. yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I love this. I love this style too. And I think over the years, like you know, Degeneration X. He, oh yeah. You know, he did his whole. What was it? The when he was like that proper dude, Hector Hurst. Well, well I can't say. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even do it. Mm, yeah, like that whole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole gimmick. I wasn't my favorite, but when he did DX and. Kind of when he, you know, the whole game thing and his attitude, his entrances alone, I think for WrestleMania were just awesome and it, it like give you chills, right? Um, Absolutely. It, oh yeah, yeah he, I, Paul, he, I know you know. I, yeah. Oh Coming no, down no, I, I agree. Quad, like, yeah, he uh, he always mm-hmm. like had a lot of like thought and like I I guess they gave him a lot of input um, even before you know he's kind of you know short short himself in the company in a position, but I feel like. Yeah, it was always like over the top theatrics, like WrestleMania, like like he'd always have like skull things and like Iron Cross things and stuff like that. Like there was a lot of symbology involved, like in his intros. So yeah, yeah. he was big. He, yeah, yeah, like he he yeah he went over the top and and the stuff. And I I appreciate that. Don't get me, I'm not like bad mouth in his intros. I'm just yeah. saying that like his intros were big deals. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was ready to go. Absolutely. Who has uh who has the maracas out? <laughs> I hear some. I hear some shaking going on. It's, it's Paul, like Paul's just getting warmed up. It's it's like yeah. a, you got a shake weight over there. 
There's so much shaking. I thought the road dog was somewhere doing his thing before he did that elbow drop or whatever. Right? He did a little, little, a little shimmy shake going on. Okay, got to get it out, man. I was af- I was afraid you're gonna go in a different direction when um you said alluded to because y- you know you talked you let off with Ray Mysterio. Yeah. So I'm like, uh oh, he's he's gonna go with JBL for number two. I'm worried here. Oh no no, <laughs> I, I think it goes yeah right. It goes back to kind of like the the text thread that we got going on. I think you know we kind of spitball some stuff and I, I oh, bet yeah, you always I'm, you know we we have the same not the same list but we probably have some of the same people on the same our rush boys. But well, I wouldn't um, believe Paul because yeah. he. Just like yesterday, he's like, yeah, George the Animal steals my George Washington. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? <laughs> he, no, Bob uh, Backlund. Yeah, right? That was look, tonight. Yeah, the look day, him up. You were like, oh, uh, I got um, the, I got Sammy Zayn in my in my four slot. And uh, yeah, uh, Rick Rude's ah. number three. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you were going crazy. Bob Although Backlund you, was the original you, Hulk Hogan. You said something very legit, though, and I, I don't know your list yet, but you did you did mention at first that Jericho was your number one, and I think that's a pretty solid pick if that in, indeed is, but we'll, we'll wait. Jericho could be on it. Yeah, exactly. That, but that's a solid pick, though. That That's no that's no fooling. He's like, got it all, that guy. Like, w- when you say, you know, uh, I, if you say um, Terry Funk is your number one, I know you're kidding, but if you say Jericho is, that's actually respectable. Like, I can understand picking him number one. Yeah. No, I. Jericho, he's bet done it all. He's in AEW making them legit over there. That guy, that guy does a lot of stuff right there. They did. They do so well that they're. It's not like you know they're gonna put WWE out of business, but they do so well though that they actually pushed NXT out of its time slot. Yeah, they was did. Like, yeah, we're gonna steal ratings from you. Move or you know adjust. <laughs> And yeah. then they, they decided to move because they were like, well, we're not going to sacrifice numbers. So, yeah, we'll move. Well, exactly. <laughs> but it's a whole different type of brand anyway. Well, NXT yeah. NXT doesn't really it, push that's the problem. like N- AEW. NXT, they'll get, they'll get like hardcore WWE guys. They'll always get that number. But uh, casual yeah. wrestling fans are like, why am I going to watch this? Like, there's no big name on here. And AEW has like a swerve every, you know what I mean? They have swerve. Like NXT well, AEW really has legitimate names though. Yeah. Like the Rhodeses and like Jericho and um uh when uh what's that guy who left the shield to go to I don't even remember. Uh John Dean Moxley. Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean Ambrose. I think he's using his real name now, which is John Moxley. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then like even Sting. Sting came back to like um, he's old. He is old though. Oh my gosh, he's on he's on Yamaha Rushmore. That's for sure. <laughs> he he could still fucking put me in uh you know throw a splash on me though and and lock on on the fucking the lock and then I'm I'm dead I'm dead even though he's old as fuck though so it doesn't matter. Scorpion <laughs> death lock. It's the move right there. <laughs> oh, I just What's got a pop up from Zoom saying that they're uh. They remove the the forty minute time limit on the group meeting, and I'm gonna say that I love it. <laughs> right on. Just thought I'd keep everybody abreast of what's going on on my end. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. So, so we move on to my number one, I guess. Yeah, which, well, let's let's hear yeah. what you got. So I I think by now you can pretty much tell I was like big into the, like the attitude era, right? This is kind of the majority. Right. Of, yeah, yeah. I think everybody. First of all, everybody in this room I know for sure is, but everybody listening probably is too. I don't think there's going to be a guy at home being like, 
Whoa, why didn't they mention Buddy Rogers, damn it? (laughs) (laughs) So this is the majority of my rush was like guys from this era because that's the hype of it. That's when I watched it a lot. Yeah. And with you guys, too, like I remember watching WrestleManias with you guys or the times we'd be at Paul's doing like what wrestling parties or whatever. Oh, no, yeah. mer- no mercy parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So stuff like that. So my number one, of course, I, I think he is like he's got to be the king or close to it. Uh, the king of attitude era. So I put Stone Cold. My oh, number one. oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. I put him on. I mean, I just love the attitude. You know, his uh, he was always doing some crazy stuff, whether it be like with trucks. He's always messing with Vince McMahon, the beard tossing, throwing him back. Um yeah, yeah, the Stone Cold Sun is like what the entire, the entire cast of WWF or whatever it was at he, the time. He stunned, um, he stunned the he entire beast, McMahon, man. McMahon family over and over again. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I remember watching like YouTube videos of him just like stunning dudes for like straight like five minutes. It was like, yeah, you'll never beat him. It'll never yeah. beat his character as far as somebody. Yeah. It was a pure ass kicker. Like that was the man right there when his music hit. You knew that yeah. business about to pick up. Nobody can do that. I haven't seen somebody yet be able to compare right. to that. He might be the he might be the Biggie Smalls of wrestling. Cause <laughs> no, hear me the out short, though. Sh- like he had the short he, time period. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Well, like he had success in WCW as like a, a tag guy, and yeah. uh, I think he started his career in '90, and it, it felt like it only ended in like ten years, which that's that's really short term yeah. longevity for somebody mm-hmm. so popular. But that, you know, he got that that uh, injury from Owen Hart and, you know, he had to end it kind of early because of that. And, yeah, I feel like is is, you know, as well and as successful as as he was like it was it came in such like a short time span. So, yeah, absolutely. so I kind of look at him like the, the Biggie Smalls of wrestling where it's like two, two and done. Hey, he's still a legend, too. Right. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah, still, though. He's still relevant today. He does his like podcasts and all that stuff. But he's still huge in like, the, I think, the wrestling world and it influences a lot of like the new people. But I, I, I think like the, that walk, well, as soon as you hear that music and then his like walk down to the ring, it's just, you know, he's shaking his head. He's cussing. As um, soon as you hear that glass shatter, the glass, yeah. you know, so he's going to come out and fuck some shit mm-hmm. up. Oh yeah, you knew on Monday Night Raw what was about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, or you were glued to your seat there. You you were glued to the TV on what he was going to do next. Absolutely, yeah, and and I think you loved it. You always rooted for him, especially like when he was messing with Vince McMahon. Those oh, were some absolutely. of the funniest moments, yeah. I think. Who who <laughs> thought that he was in a pour concrete in his Corvette? <laughs> <laughs> or who thought he was going to roll out a Miller light truck and spray wow. down the McMahons like? Dude, so many wild ass stories involving that dude. <laughs> I, I still remember when he was trying to hunt down DX. It was like he would be in the <laughs> locker room, and he's like, "Stone Cold's gonna break in here." And then, like, the whole episode was him saying, figuring out where Stone Cold was gonna come from to get <laughs> DX. Do you realize that the only time that Vince McMahon's ever apologized was Stone Cold? Do you guys remember? No, no. They did when that Pillman skit. No, no, no. They did that Pillman. <laughs> they did the Pillman angle and he goes to Pillman's house and Pillman pulls a gun on him. And then you hear like shots fired and it like goes to static or whatever. And then the reaction was like so monumental to that Vince had to go on next week and like apologize. He's like, you know, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, you know, to <laughs> to do like our characters or whatever, these stories get involved. And so he did it in a very like kayfabe 
like not recognizing it kind of way, though. He wasn't like, oh, you know, these these things are fake. You know, no big deal. He was still kind of like trying to like be very surgical about not admitting that, that you know, the storylines are fake or whatever. He's like, well, trying to further the characters. Uh, sometimes these things get out of control. It's like, oh, man, this isn't even a real apology guy. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's that's always been Vince's way, because even, you know, the the curtain call Madison Square Garden, like Triple H lost his push for that. Uh, Michaels is punished. Like, so Vince has always been that kind of old school guy in that way, where it's like you, you cannot admit that you're all buddies backstage and this, that and the other. So they got to stick to it. Back in the day, they did that all the time. It was easier <laughs> back. It was easy back in the day to kind of hide your, your gimmick as far Kev- as now. Too many video cameras and everything else. Well, yeah, I think he would have acquiesced at some point, if not, you know, the, the curtain call yeah. and all that. But Kevin Sullivan was so committed to uh, storylines. He's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, you got to you got to share a hotel room with my wife and uh, you got to go out to dinner with my wife and you got to only be seen with my wife or whatever. And then Chris uh, Benoit ends up married to his wife. And then we all know how that ended. But that's how committed Whoa. Kevin Sullivan was to like a, a storyline, though. He's like, too soon, dude, you got to do this stuff with my wife. You got it. You got to do it, bro. No, it's not. Ne- no, it's never too soon to talk about it. Well, maybe the maybe the night of. But no, a- after that, though. But uh, yeah, that's that's how crazy some of these guys are, though. Yeah, exactly. A lot of guys did that. Traveled separately. Tra- you know what I mean? Never in the same <laughs> spot together. Now it's like they're all friends anyway. So I would never encourage another man to be my wife, though, because then she'll be she'll be like, oh, I never see Kevin Sullivan. I'm just going to start hooking up with Chris Benoit and then I'll be married to him someday. That's how that that's the only way that's going to end. Is that what Sonny did? What Sonny did? Sonny did a porn. She used to do the whole locker room. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's what I heard, too. But, yeah, I was surprised when Sonny. Even though she has that reputation, I was surprised when she did a porn. I was like, Sonny from wrestling did a porn? That's crazy. It's all drugged out now. Uh, yeah, probably. That's how that usually yeah. ends, too. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. You, you hear a lot of stories on that way, unfortunately, with wrestling. But wrestling is kind of switching it around. But uh, enough about that. Yeah. Do, you, do you have anything more to say on Stone Cold? Or is that no, the bottom no. line? That's the bottom line. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to what you guys got. All right, Polly. Start with number four. I thought it was going going to you first. No, I no. I, I, yeah, I always go. I always go last. Oh, you're you're going you're coming up clean up. Okay, that's that's rule number two. Rule number one, we don't use last names. Rule number two, uh, I I always go last. And uh, rule number three, uh, I don't know, but <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure we'll out figure what rule number out. three right. is. But was, that's the go. first two rules. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Bret Hart as my number four. Oh, okay, excellent, excellent. I like that. The, exactly the, the excellent of yeah. execution. Uh, as a kid growing up, that he was the man. He actually transcended the whole like uh, a small guy could actually be a champion. Where the big guy was always the champion in WWF. In here, he was one of the best wrestlers. That, you know that, that there's WWF. 
Oh, uh, there's a there's a rumor to that actually though. Why that is? Do you know what it is? As far as why he got champ? Yeah. It, and he why beat it was promised to him? Because oh, because it's too hot. Because he. Because well, yeah. Essentially, um, when Vince bought Stampede Wrestling, yeah, Vince's big thing was like, "Hey, your son Brett is like this monster. I think he'd do well." You know, in those agreements or whatever, like, uh, yeah, like, that's what so they like, him okay, and Anvil. yeah, go to go to WWE and yeah, him and Anvil. Exactly. That's who who um, Vince uh, noticed. And then it was kind of this is the rumor that was kind of promised that because of the sale uh, uh, Brett was going to be a major champion at some point. And yep. there was no guarantee about the reins or anything like that. And that's pretty clear in the Montreal screw job. But um, <laughs> that's what the rumor is, at least. I don't know. I mean, it could have went different where Vince is just like, hey, you, you'll make me money as a champ. Let's do it. Yeah. But there could there also could be that very fact, though, that, you know, behind the scenes, Stu was like, make my boy a champion someday. And Vince was like, OK. And, and you know, it paid off for him because he was one of the greatest champions of all time. Beat oh, everybody absolutely. in the locker room. It was like nobody couldn't be at that, that point oh, until sure. he went to WCW, and that was kind of his, <laughs> down, his downfall. I wish he'd never done that. Well, he's forced, though. Not really. They kind of told him to renegotiate and not get his. And then he's like, I'll well, take yeah, the money and go. Because uh, Vince is like, hey, remember the one I promised you that $1 billion contract for 20 years of your life? I can't do it, man. So, yeah. yeah, of course he couldn't. I don't know why he made a contract like that. He should have just went year by year like he did with everybody. But yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to do after the, the screw job, though? You're going to stick yeah. around? Well, the screw job was because he was leaving. So well, they still don't know who, who did it. Well, yeah, right. That was a uh, work or not. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I was asking you. Was it a work? Was it a, was it a shoot? I mean, like, what well, what was going they, on there? They they still don't know. I know. Uh, you know what? I'm hoping Bret Hart, because uh, he Bret Hart's gonna be the only one that will admit it on his deathbed. I think he'd be yeah, like, I, you know, this is how <laughs> it went down or whatever. Like, because it, Sean's not gonna admit it. Vince is not gonna admit it. I don't know if it was a work. I don't. I I mean, I I listen to these things that say it isn't. I listen to these things that say it is. And I still can't even make the determination, though, because both sides, you know, they give valid points for why they think it is what it is. But I'm not going to make that determination because it's way too close. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, that guy has five points that are way better than this. I'm going to go with that guy's opinion on it. It's like, no, nah, I mean, you, you're both giving me good things to chew on. So I'm, I'm not going to pick a side either way. Right. Exactly. Either way, it, it was a, a crazy situation. Oh, absolutely. That that's uh that's one of the best uh you know storylines in, in the history. Like I'm not gonna say that that was the best match, even though that was the result. It's like I'm not gonna go with 96 Bash of the Beach main event, even though that was like one of the best things also to ever happen. But it's like, yeah, it's it's right up there with like moments in wrestling, though. Like this is one of the most because it it got everybody talking, and it was just. Uh, it was real. It was real. It felt it very. It felt very it felt, real. Exactly. It felt super real. <laughs> so when something can evoke something like that in me, it's a very important moment. All right, I'm gonna. I'll move on to the next one. When I go. You know. To oh wait. You know. I. I want to touch on this real quick. Uh, I always liked Bret Hart. He wasn't like my favorite or anything, but I, I, I liked him. I'd watch his, his matches no matter who he's going against. Some, somebody I like better or somebody I like less. 
But the one thing I never liked about Bret Hart, and this is one thing that he always had about him, even until like almost the very last WCW days where he was wearing the NWO silver at that point, but he always wore fucking pink and black, and I never liked that. that was, I that never was style, thought. Man. I yeah, never thought that looked hot. cool. No, no, no. <laughs> I never thought it, that looked had, cool. Here's this guy to... who calls himself the Hitman. He's coming out the of over oh, the fucking hot pink like entrance attire or ring oh, attire. Oh, it was badass. No, no. Well, yeah, the leather jacket. The, you know, the, it, the it wasn't so the bad. The shades. The red, yeah, the pink no, shades. I love the shades. Don't get me wrong. I love the shades. And I, mean, I didn't mind. Make... I didn't mind the when ski it was goggles. I didn't mind it was more black with pink trim. That was okay. But it was when it was like fucking full on pink. I was just like, oh, what are you doing, man? I can't. Oh, man. I don't dig it. He was so, he was so manly that he could do that. It, it was, well, maybe that's what it boils down to. It was still better, though, than Owen Hart wearing the fucking like checkered flag pattern with Coco Beware when they were like a dynamic tag team. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or when he, he wore that thing that made him look like a fucking construction uh, road, roadside sign. Really. Enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Woo! <laughs> Jason Sensation got fucking DDT the week after that. <laughs> exactly. I think the, the the shopshooter slapped on there too for good measure. <laughs> yeah. But he he carried the company for a long, for a long time there for there for a while. was there yeah after the steroid scandal and like before the Attitude Era, um I would say yeah, Bret Hart was like the thing that kept uh. WWF alive if it wasn't for him could have been out of business yeah no so was, that's a very good thing to mention like he, yeah he was the face of the company for a little while it time. was it was weird the, the guys that were trying to give pushes though like it doesn't bother me that like Diesel and Sid were like considered or whatever but it's like King Mabel really you're gonna make him the next like WWF champion like what, what's wrong with you like <laughs> I did I yeah. like I didn't like men in a mission at all. So it was like, um, yeah, I think that he really, uh, held the belt for a long time. Was a great worker, great performer. His family was always in wrestling. They're known for the wrestling. And that's why he's got to be on the, the rush floor. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I, I can, like I said, I can respect the hell out of it. The only thing I never liked about the guy was the ring attire, but that's a weird hang up anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's your number three, Polly? I'm going with The Rock. Oh, I like it. I like That's it. Good choice. Uh, little little uh, trivia real quick. For Only uh, Helmet will know this. Um, Lee, lethal probably should. When I made uh, Creator Wrestlers, I made Paul. And uh, I based his uh, gimmick off The Rock. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. And you had, you had the Vince McMahon. I knew it was somebody uh, random. And, and you had the Vince McMahon haircut. <laughs> I, I remember that. I had the swagger coming down to the ring. Nobody. <laughs> Listen, nobody gets a pop like that guy still to this day. It's true, it's true. And and the physique, everything. He he does it all. The talking on the mic. He he's the greatest. I, I think he's one of the greatest of all time on on just speaking on the mic and getting people like that interactive and listen to his dialogue and well, you actually care what he's gonna say. Let me oh, throw absolutely. this. Let me throw this out there real quick. Hang on a second. Finally, the Rock has come back to Worcester. 
Exactly. Yeah, it was that that type of showmanship, right? It, it just, yeah, it was just like so good, so off the cuff, like off the top of the head. I'm like, where did he come up with this gimmick, dude? And it was so, yeah, I mean, it's timeless, right? We all say it from like now, right? We all have the. the he's know, a super. He's yeah. a mega superstar. Absolutely, did, dude. Did um, I. I got to say, I, I love The Rock. And actually, you can arguably say that his his best match, he'd like he'd make a match rush more with uh, Hol- uh, not Holly. Well, actually, yeah, Hollywood Hogan, because oh, it, yep. it was NWO crossover. And I love yep. what they did leading up to that, where oh, I'm going to lay the smack down on his candy ass. And it was uh, Hulk Hogan Brother. fucking, he drove the fucking tractor trailer into the ambulance. <laughs> what a good angle. Because <laughs> he was only the SmackDown on his candy ass NWO style. So um, oh, so that was leading up to that. That was so great. And like I said, arguably that that could make a, a match rush more. Um, here's a little funny story I got, I got to tell about The Rock, though. And this actually deviates away from wrestling a little bit. But I don't know if uh, Helmet ever told you the story because me and Helmet are very familiar with this, but I'm not going to say the classmate's full name, but we had this classmate named Brandon and uh, he loved wrestling. Like uh, he'd always talk about what happened on Monday night on Tuesdays. And he, you know, he, he'd always kind of like pretend to be the gimmick for uh, like, he'd come to school and you toss him a cold one, like stone cold and he pretend to open it and spill it all over himself. And um, he, like I said, he just loved wrestling. He's very obsessed with it. This one, and like I said, what I mentioned, though, is very important to the story. You got to keep in the back of your mind, like, he would be the character. One day, he's, (laughs) we're sitting in class. (laughs) One day, we're sitting in class, and the teacher asks him, uh, it was was like, Matt, it's like, oh, what did you get for Brandon? What did you get for whatever answer? It doesn't matter what the answer is. <laughs> I am dead serious. I am dead serious. <laughs> I, helmet is probably helmet likes Perfect to listen use of the to the gimmick right there. Helmet likes to listen to this on his commute. He's probably rolled over in a ditch laughing over over this one. <laughs> he probably crashed his car because uh, he's. Uh, I know he's thinking back to this and being like, "That shit was hilarious when that happened." So, uh, <laughs> oh, I know him. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know about Brandon. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't oh, know. Yeah. Knew, yeah. I didn't know oh, that you yeah, used oh. to open a couple of Stone Cold. Yeah, yep, yeah, we toss him a cold one, and yeah, yeah. crack him open and spill him up. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that's the bottom yeah. line, cause I'm Brandon, and <laughs> just oh man, he's so crazy. <laughs> but that shit was hilarious when he said that to the teacher. Of course, he got kicked out too. But and the teacher had teacher was flabbergasted, no idea why that was just said. But <laughs> that was great. No, the Rock could you know imagine Rushmore. He can all his uh. A lot of all his matches were all match Mount Rushmore matches well, with yeah, him. I, well, Mankind, except when he was Stone Cold. Except yeah. when he was Rocky Maivia, then uh, no, because he was almost out of wrestling because that was a lousy gimmick. Well, he had to break in with something. Everybody had a lousy gimmick at one point. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't disagree, but I'm just saying though, he was almost out of wrestling because of it. Because then like, the Nation this, of Domination resurrected his career. Yeah, right? this is very true, and it actually, put him back. It helped Farouk though, because Farouk used to come down to the the 
he, he used to look like fucking Mega Man Gladiator. Like, uh, at least that's what I think Wrestling Bios has been calling him. So, yeah, like, uh, that helped out a lot of guys. Because it was yeah. like, you know, after Papa Shango, uh, you know, the Godfather couldn't find a fit till he became the Godfather. And uh, Farouk, like I said, he came in just, it was so random. No one knew what to think about him, even though he was this big guy in WCW. So WCW used him right. But and then, yeah, like the rock, like I said, he was they're like, no one likes this face gimmick of his. It makes no sense. He, he looks insane. Like, I don't think this guy's going to make it. And then, you know, but, you know, he joined and became a heel. And then it's like D-Lo, like Mark Henry, like the nation <laughs> of domination was actually a pretty important stable. If you think about it, because it, it made a lot of guys like their name. It gave them their name. It gave them their shot. It gave them their. Yeah, push. It gave, yeah exactly. Some guys took it. What? Went high with it. Some guys spilled with it, you know. Dilo was in there pretty. I think everybody was successful with it. I can't think of a, a guy in, except for um, I like chains, not chains. Uh, Crush was in Nation for a little while, right? I feel like. And then uh, he he had his own know. biker gang after that with chains and all those. Like he had DOA after. Yeah, the Disciples of Apocalypse. Yeah. But I think before that, wasn't he affiliated with, with Nation? Uh, he might have had a short, for a short period of time. Oh, yeah, for know? a short period of time. But I still I feel like so that that's even another guy that you can mention because, you know, yeah. at least it buoyed him for a little while before, you know, he had to move on to the next thing. So I yeah. I look at Nation of Domination like um they were a pretty important yeah. action. Exactly. No, they, they definitely were. And as far as the the rock he was just unbelievable oh absolutely though yeah for 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 all the success it gave the other guys it really gave the rock the push that he needed though and it's like you you mentioned though like he had a good rivalry with a lot of different guys at the time like you know like triple h and stone cold and mankind and uh, yeah he really he really was an important part of the attitude era like he was the centerpiece of that all right i'll move on next one we've already talked about this guy once Triple H. Yeah, oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. That was that was my man. Attitude ever. That was <laughs> between him, the rock, they were I thought they were one, two. Put you could put Stone Cold up there, but they you know, as far as longevity, I, I think Stone Cold's career was a little bit shorter, you know. Um right. I think Triple H, you know, through 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 the years, he's still you know. Yeah, whose dog is going like, nuts? I, I gotta mention this. Whose dog is going nuts? Not me. I don't have any dogs. <laughs> well, my dog's asleep uh, on uh, death's door, basically. So <laughs> it must be Paul's. <laughs> well, my, my dog's, dog's old. Up. That's all I mean. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. He, he just sleeps about eighteen hours a day. That's all he does now. <laughs> my my dog's barking at a frog right now in the pool. <laughs> oh well we'll keep on going but uh okay so tri uh, triple h is your number yeah, two yeah so we already talked a lot about him yeah, that's the, the man right there he's yeah. a lot of years um you gotta love what he did too like with dx even against the nation of domination right did they have like a little they had a little feud they, yeah. they dressed up as uh, the mom yeah, there I got that. a lot of controversy though because it was a certain type of face used, and uh, yeah. people yeah, weren't was. very happy about that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they they really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you know but, what? 
there's there's been a few racist uh incidents in uh in wrestling that were like on the forefront nothing i'm not going to get into specifics about this but nothing was worse than the time that uh vince mcmahon dropped the the n-word on uh booker t walking by him did you remember he? that? I remember Booker T saying, "Well, yeah, Hulk like, Hogan. I'm gonna get you Hollywood." And then, oh boy, I didn't he know. Thought his, he thought his. You, you watch interviews with him. He thought his career was over after saying that. Wow! And instead, the guy became a champion a couple years later. And I've always loved Booker T, so well deserved. But yeah, he he ran into um, he ran, they did this backstage thing where he he talks with John Cena. And then he walks away and then he says, you know, what's up, my. And then Triple H, uh, not Triple H, um, <laughs> Booker T. It's too many guys with just a name and then a letter. <laughs> Booker T, uh, he, he looks at Charmaine. He's like, did he just say what I think he said? <laughs> and I was just like, what was the point of this? Why did they just do this? I was so perplexed. They didn't further a storyline or anything. It was so useless. Like, I don't know. Nothing's worse yeah. than uh, what is that? High and tie and Valvinus. Well, yeah, that was it. They that they were angle. racist again though because remember when Kai and Ty would come out and they pretend to be Godzilla actors? Like they'd be like <laughs> yeah. they'd be saying stuff over the speaker, but their mouth wouldn't match, and then they'd say indeed. Like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> So I don't know. Just it gets in these writers' heads every so often to be super fucking racist, but I do not know why. It never, it never furthers anything. That well, I gotta admit though, that was actually pretty hilarious. But <laughs> and then they brought choppy, in John choppy. Bob at the week after. It's like, sir, have you no shame? You're, right. You're gonna make light of your actual dick getting cut off to <laughs> fucking help us uh, wrestling story. Well, yeah, money talks and bullshit walks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I watched twins. I watched twins in 1988. Damn it! And that taught me everything yeah. I know and need to know about life. Right. <laughs> yes, it did. What's the first rule of physics, Julian? All right. <laughs> or, or Vincent. I'm gonna move to my my number one guy. Here we go. And I've been going back and forth with this one for a little while now, <laughs> but I have to say it's got to be the Nature Boy. Oh, good choice. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. Let's let's hear some reasons why. Throw throw it on us. He was styling profiling. His work match, his uh his match work was like unprecedented. His he went with toe-to-toe with across he went overseas back and forth everywhere. He's done it for a long time. I think his, you know, his persona is just it's from Dude, WCW, he, uh, WWE. He spent he spent more on spilled yeah. liquor than you probably make in a year. <laughs> his, Damn, his that's promos, good. They, his promos are timeless. You want to hear the, the best promos? There you go. Oh, absolutely. Rick for you. Yeah, he yeah. he is. You know what? Unbelievable. Uh, you know what? Uh, the Nature Boys uh, uh, standout highlight is to me when he which when one. He, when he stood by as the shockmaster failed miserably going through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he had to sit through that. Because <laughs> I think it was like him and Sting and uh, a couple other guys were on that stage when that happened. Like, come out, shockmaster. And <laughs> but, yeah, he was uh, doing... you got to mention that he fought um, 
he fought at the the North Korea match. Like that's a that's a big deal right there. Yeah, they they brought him over. You he know, the, uh, he, he was the main player in that one. Scott Norton. Well, it's because you said uh, they asked Hulk Hogan. He said, oh, "I don't think so, brother." But <laughs> yeah. uh, Scott Norton got like arrested by like the North Korean army or something like that because uh, he said over like a phone, like this is a shithole country or whatever, and then they fucking snatched him up and they're like, "You're about to go <laughs> yeah. to jail for 20 years, hard labor." <laughs> I don't know what happened that they saved his life, but yeah, that was really about to go down. Because he yeah, said no. something disparaging about the country. What an insane trip that was. <laughs> He's for sure. <laughs> I think like two cold Scorpio trying to stab animals or something. It was just a wild time. <laughs> <laughs> they, they brought oh, a bunch man. of roided Roy, up wrestlers overseas and to so, like a com- communist country. This this guy... He's uh he's been involved in wrestling. Well, he's wrestled, I think, for 40 years, which is remarkable. And then I think he has like another 10 on top of that, just being involved in like the business end of things. What really stands out to you? I mean, I it, clearly you picked him number one, just probably based on that. Like he's just done so much and all of it's been really good. What and, yeah, stands out I, the most to you, though, because there's so many ways you can go about that. You can be like, oh, there was this match or that match or. Yeah, no, him, him and uh, Steamboat used to put on phenomenal. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's an incredible, listen, yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. Incredible uh, wrestling match. That was like before, like before their day. You know what I mean? They they just put on unbelievable matches between yeah, those yeah, two, worked, and they worked really good together. And you know what? I was I was thinking, I was like, I could put Hogan up there, his work rate, his popularity. But I'm like, you got to do wrestling. You might as well put a guy that actually can wrestle and not a guy that's just going to go in, do two moves, and, you know, You're he right. was. Well, that's not fair to say that about Hogan. I mean, it got to a point where, yeah, that's what he did because he couldn't take bumps anymore by the time he got to TNA. But, I mean, there, there was a lot of wars with Hogan. He 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 was not the most serious. He looked the best, probably, but. He wasn't Goldberg as... or Mongo McMichael where it's like, I'm going to give you. Yeah. Scoop slam, leg drop, pin, boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, when you can scoop slam Andre, then you know you can talk shit after. Right. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I'm not saying he was the best worker or anything. Like Ric Flair is better than that, but I mean, don't take anything away from Hogan as far as that, though. Like he wasn't a tear. It's not like he, like I said, he'd go in the ring for five minutes and that was like the, the best you're gonna get out of him. Like but look at Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. That was well, go look. You can look at that that match at that his age at that time, and that was uh, he put a what a performance he put on. You know, <laughs> yeah, because he was like seventy. That is incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and that match he went he went toe to toe with Shawn Michaels. They went, you know, yeah, yeah. They even bladed, I think, and everything in that match. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely good booking on their part for that one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like I said, um, I could totally respect the flare pick though, because that's maybe uh, that's another guy that maybe made my rush more, maybe didn't, maybe he made my number one. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> <in a minute>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can totally respect that though, because like like you said, he's just he's done so much and he he's done it all. <laughs> yeah, a- exactly. He's uh. Went I mean, I, I, anyway. for crying out loud, I let off the podcast with the the. The kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, woo! Like, yeah, I, right? I mean, so that just shows you how, like, you know, how, how prolific he, he is with uh, 
all the stuff he's done over the years. My God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know what? Um, I'll save this for later, but as much as I respect why, uh, like what, what stands out the, the most to you about him, like the matches he had with Ricky, Ricky, the dragon steamboat. Um, there's something that stands out more, but I'll, I'll mention it later. Like I said, I'll, uh, I'll take care of that. You know, it's funny uh, before I, uh, I, I, do you have anything else to say on Ric Flair or is that your bottom line? Well, that doesn't fit. It. That doesn't fit as well. It's not stone cold. It, I, it, I'll give you a, it was a good, I'll give you a woo. <laughs> it was good for lethal to use that. It is not as good for Ric Flair. <laughs> um, before I start, start my rush more though, I actually thought you're going to go with the game for number one. I, you know what? I could. I was thinking about putting it as number one, but in a in as longevity and as far as a little bit of homage to the old school, I had to go with Ric Flair number one. I and just was, I look at how how plutonically how much you're in love with Triple H, and I was like, he's he's gonna go with Triple <laughs> H. Like it's there's, there's no question. There's you know, no question. It, it took it, it took a lot for me not to you know turn that one down, but. He wants you know. to take Stephanie McMahon's place, not in the sex role, but the <laughs> other role. Like he, be, you know, <laughs> it would be it would be lucrative, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, he's a nice guy. <laughs> I think behind the scenes, he really is because they they showed. Um, I saw like a compilation when guys kayfabe they broke character. And there, were, besides the curtain call, there was that one time where a cr- a fan was crying, and uh, Triple H kind of walked over and he's like, "Hey, you know, this is all an act. I'm really not a bad guy, you know." Just, <laughs> no, it's like just legitimate, a, like, just a like, China. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're they're really unfair to her. Now, after <laughs> she did a porn career, though, it's it's probably never going to be forgiven. They're going to be like, "That's such a blight." Like, they're not, you know, half the WWE fans watch porn anyway, so they don't give a fuck. They they probably all bought backdoor to China, but <laughs> but still like they're they're just they're they're gonna be like oh well you can join as like a click or DX member you can't join as yourself which is uh, it's a travesty to, to if we're gonna be real about things like China China really was a good worker yeah and um you you know she trained hard had a had the physique for it didn't look uh. You know, when you, usually when you see that, it's like terrible, like Nicole Bass, for example. But you know, China wore enough eye makeup to pull it off, and they, you know, they just they treated her harsh, though. So, um, it like I said, it, it's it's a travesty because I think she had she had a good look for wrestling. She was a good worker. She even had an uh, interesting feud with uh, Chris Jericho over the IC belt. They're never gonna honor her though because she had that thing with Triple H. It didn't work out, and then you know after she just did porn, sour like, grapes. Yeah, we're we're yeah. fucking done with you. Right. But yeah. and it's kind of it's kind of unfair too though because X Pac did porn, not as much as China did, but he was in at least I think two videos. So with, was it with China? Yeah, it was with China exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, it's like why why is why is everything forgiven with X Pac and not with China? Yeah. And it's not that I don't want the the WWE to forgive X Pac. I do. I, I want them to look past and be like, "You're a damn good wrestler. You're entertained as the kid. You're entertained as X Pac. Like, you know, you deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame as DX and as as you know, one two three kids slash X Pac. But you know, why is it easy to look past the porn that he did 
or the weird incidents he had on reality TV where he almost got into a fight with DeBrat. It's like, why are you able to look past <laughs> Lee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I violated oh, my own it. rule. <laughs> lethal. I'll, I'll edit it in post. Not a good yeah. deal. Lethal. <laughs> lethal got a big kick out of that, though. As soon as, yeah. I, heard, as, soon as I said DeBrat, I already heard the giggling <laughs> on his end. So it's like, why is all that stuff forgiven, though? But it isn't for China. It's Triple H is the boss. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Triple H is good, buddy. They, he didn't have a breakup with China. They're, they've always been good friends, even when he went to WCW. And that's the, there's your difference. So, okay. Um, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my Rushmore now. So uh, before I say who number four is, I almost put HBK here. And I can't believe that he, no one's mentioned him. Right. Not even like, oh, I almost put him in this spot or whatever. Like, you, you guys, you, you're not showing HBK the, the right amount of respect and love. And it's probably because he, bro- <laughs> he broke your heart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I almost put HBK there just for the matches and, and uh, you know, everything he's done, putting Janetti through the window and making like a six six year old boy believe like you know I just saw somebody go through a window and get really fucked up which is not what happened at all it was gimmicks <laughs> but um and then I almost put Ric Flair here for the same reason that that Paul did I mean the 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 guys had a lot of good matches over over four decades of wrestling but I threw the Undertaker in my number four spot oh. and it, and it's, uh, it's, you know, it's sort of for what uh, Lee mentioned earlier, but it's also it's something that I brought up. I just think he introduced a lot of good gimmicks and well, not gimmicks, but um, stipulations. And that led to a lot of good matches. And that's why, he, you know, even if he didn't have like this really long career with a lot of like spectacular matches and the streaks and all that, all those other reasons that we'd mentioned earlier, it's the fact that, you know, a hardcore like guy like me, not hardcore in the sense where like rabid, but like you know actual hardcore matches. Like I like ECW and stuff like that. Hell in a Cell is like that's such a big deal to me. Iconic. That's, yeah, that's that's led to so many good matches, and he was the first. And it was like it was built. Or, you're not gonna name the thing Hell in a Cell if um who who would be like headlining it back then um uh. I don't know if Stone Cold would have been in the first one. You would have called it like the Texas Rattlesnake Cage or something like that. <laughs> so, but Hell in a Cell is a way better name. And like I said, there's just so many good matches that are Hell in a Cell matches. And it's it all starts with The Undertaker and HBK. So that's why Undertaker is my number four, because he had a like he had a lot of like the top matches ever. And, you know, I just. Even oh, we'll we'll shy away from Hell in a Cell for a second. Like casket matches, for example, I love those things. They were always like goofy or whatever, but it's like, oh, he's trying to get Yokozuna in the casket. He's having a hard time. <laughs> like, just like Raw those Rumble. were those were <laughs> <laughs> those were so damn entertaining. And just like even the Inferno matches, they didn't do a lot of those, but those those were there's just like buried alive matches too. And then let's not forget, he was involved in um, encasing Paul Barra in a, a block of concrete. And there's just <laughs> so much good stuff that's <laughs> that, uh, you know, oh, yeah. revolves around his his 30 years in doing it. 
I might have made him higher. I hate to be a dick like this, but I might have put him in my three spot if the streak had went differently. Because that, that's the only thing I'm really soured on as far as uh, The Undertaker and what I mentioned before earlier with the ABA years. That was a big waste. Yeah. But no, um, I agree. But besides that, though, like, you know, he, he was he, he's on he's on the list at number four. And I, I no one could argue that he doesn't deserve a spot on a rush more though. So, yeah. <laughs> well, OK, like- I'm going to move on to my number three. And my number three guy is uh, WCW's Renegade. Really? <laughs> no one believes that. Come on. No, like what? <laughs> uh, if I'm gonna go on to uh, wrestling tragedies, maybe he makes it. But there's actually that, there's worse stuff out there than that. But um, wasn't that Brutus Baba? No, no, he was the Brutus and WCW. He was his disciple. He was Booty Man, yeah. and Booty Man. <laughs> well, the Booty Girl is fucking. She's you know she's a ten. She's uh Kim Page. That was the Booty Girl. So he uh, had he had a top notch valet, and then um <laughs> he was also Zodiac when he was with Dungeon of Doom. And he's not oh. as ridiculous as that gimmick is. That's not the worst Dungeon of Doom guy. We all know who it is. I don't even need to say it, right? Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. Was that was that? That's the Yeti. No, the Yeti. <laughs> the, I don't even remember that. You don't remember? It, it was, no. It was, it was the Yeti, but they kept on calling the Yeti for some reason. Uh, I'm like, this, this, this <laughs> word ends in an I. Where are you getting the fucking A-Y from? <laughs> <laughs> but they kept on, it's the Yeti. So, yeah, he came out of that block of ice and he hugged Hulk Hogan. And that was like, that was it. That was, that was the Yeti. That, rap, that, that was a rap after that. That was that was his finishing move. Well, it was the, the big worst. hug. <laughs> that should have been Do Love's finisher, not the yeah. Yete. He <laughs> was too stiff. <laughs> he was, yeah, you know, he was stiff as fuck. Like that guy was on Viagra every night, man. Like, <laughs> and, and it's like, why? You get, like a Yeti is like this abominable snowman, like gorilla-looking motherfucker. Why do you have this guy coming out dressed like a mummy, like? What was wrong with WCW at the time? Everything. Like, wh- that must have been some major hashish for them to fucking come up with that shit. Like, I have no idea. But w- w- we'll move on from that. This isn't a, a yet a centric episode. That's going to be a few months from now. You're going to go on Anchor, and it's going to be like episode 30, the Yete. But- <laughs> the legend. <laughs> My number three guy is not Renegade. It's not Yete. <laughs> it's Triple H. Nice. Oh, the game. Yeah. We made That's it on all right three. There. Yeah. Should have been, high- been a little higher, but oh, I'll, I'll well, let it slide. Well, well like I said, I <laughs> thought you you should have put Triple H at your number one. Uh, you know, I didn't want to mock out like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you already, you already well, know it's the game's time. He, he, he made it on all three lists, and I'll take that as a win. <laughs> that is, that is he, a win. He, he has to make everybody's list. I can't imagine a rush more without Triple H on there. And the number Again, one here's... weapon is a sledgehammer. And... <laughs> you, you know what the best weapon was for wrestling, though, right? And Sandman's uh, going to disagree with me, but I don't care. The Bob Wire bat? No, the stop sign. <laughs> Especially when uh, a guy like Bill Goldberg or Edge, who's big on spears, 
you fucking hit him with that thing. That's I. That's irony at that point, man. <laughs> yeah, and with the stop sign. Yeah, stop. So that's that. When uh, I think the first time I saw that was uh, a DDP versus Raven hardcore match was the first time I saw somebody get whacked with a stop sign. So Dudley boys also used to always have those things. <laughs> I'm sure a New Jack had that and uh, a whole slew of uh, of traffic signs at his disposal and his bag of tricks. No fucking Rocky with the I one ninety five sign for all, for all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so um, definitely had to go with the game though, Cerebral Assassin. Just um, again, just uh, here's a guy who had a long career, and that's you know that's what lends him to being so you know getting on the rush board. Hey, and uh, you can I, say relevant for a long time, and you know in that in that type of profession. I think. I think another reason why he he just kind of edges edges out the Undertaker, even though I like more Undertaker matches, and I'll, I'll get to that later on in the podcast. But I think it's just um, like he, you know, his persona I liked a lot more. But again, he did have that bad persona. Like I think either uh, Lethal, were you the one I mentioned where he, I'm Hunter Hurst Helmsley? Yeah, watch. Yeah. Watch me play croquet in my vignettes. I'm like, <laughs> I'll be in the WWF in a few weeks. And, you know, because they used to they used to always do that with their new guys. And, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I wanted Mark Merrow, for fucking fuck's sake, to, to win matches over this guy at first. That's how much I hated the, the stupid no way. blue bloods. Was a, the blue bloods proper. gimmick? No, hey, I hated it. have been uncivilized. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charles Barkley, I disagree with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. I hated that gimmick though, and uh, I'm glad that I don't know how it evolved in the DX. Frank, to be frankly, because DX were supposed to be these hooligans, like unkempt, improper. So it's kind of weird that you know that evolved into that. But yeah, just you know, after oh, he uh, you know adopted that gimmick, and then kind of it evolved onto its own thing with the, like the game and all that. That that's yeah. Like I said, I loved. I just love DX too, like both uh, in, in, incarnations, really. And um, it also would have been interesting if uh he had joined the 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 reformation of NWO, because they were actually hinting at that for a while, and I think that yeah. maybe was the plan actually. But then Diesel uh tore his ACL and they they scrapped the the NWO after that. But it would have been that I think that would have been cool to just kind of have him in the NWO. And then uh, Scott Hall went drinking and hanging out at Fall River doing shows well, over there. Well, that uh, that was uh, <laughs> I don't think that was related. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think that was, well, I think Scott Hall left long before that that sort of uh, part of the Once they scrapped the NWO, it was, it was over for him. It was kind of like uh, I'm talking about more when Kevin Nash became the leader de facto because Hogan went face and yeah Hall. Hall fell into his problems again, but yeah, um, yeah. Just like I said, I love I love the Triple H uh, persona. Uh, I love the Chaperone. That's a good family movie. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, love, I bought that. I, I I love how he comes out to Motorhead. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, right. You know, one of my I don't know why this stands out so much to me, but one of my favorite moments is actually um, Rick uh, Rick Flair. Uh, Triple H gave Rick Flair a beating worse than what uh batista gave him on his 70th birthday party and uh he came back the next week on raw after just like fucking absolutely clubbing uh rick flair to death basically 
And uh, a lot of these wrestlers gave him the like the evil eye, and they're like, "Ooh, you're a son of a bitch for beating up Ric Flair." Blah blah blah. Uh, he encounters John Cena backstage though, and he looks at the title belt, and then John acknowledges that by saying, "If you want some, come get some." And of course, that gets a little pop or whatever. But then Triple H and all his fucking game, you know, good comebacks. He's like, if I want some, I'll take some. And oh, man, that just fucking that stands out to me big time because that's such a fucking cool thing to say back to somebody. But um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, just like I, I can't talk, you know, I can't say enough good things about him. And let's not even forget, uh, you know, he he wound up uh, with Stephanie, but they also just had a very good storyline because he stole her away from test. He, yeah. he drugged her in the, the chapel, yeah. the Las Vegas chapel drive through and married edgy. her while she was <laughs> passed out in like Valium or Quaaludes or whatever the fuck it was. It was a drive through. Yeah, it was a, a drive through chapel. I do. <laughs> he did her voice. <laughs> Dude, the, so, the, the uh, thing they used to do back in the day, man, would not stand today. <laughs> oh, absolutely no! Yeah, every the the Me Too movement would shit all over him, and rightfully so. I mean, he, he, that's pushing an envelope. I'm not gonna uh, drugging somebody and then marrying them. Yeah, that's crossing the line. So they yeah, kept you on. And I'll watch next week. You he, <laughs> see with the drug on marriage. It's true. It's so true, though. Yeah. And then um, like, I remember even married. a good. Now what's gonna happen? I remember a good joke that they did involving that where Tess and Stephanie are talking in the locker room and she's like all distraught, like, Oh, I can't believe he did this to me. Blah, 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 blah. And they're having like a private moment or whatever. And then X-Pac opens the door and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? Talking to my best friend's wife. (laughs) So, Oh man. (laughs) Who comes up with this? Right. (laughs) So they just, uh, it's Russo. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I don't think that was Russo at the t- Was it? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it probably was. It was me, bro. I, I I thought of all the stuff and then I went to WCW, bro, because the payday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. My number two is Vince Russo. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, play, yeah, play a hater. He, he had some good wrestling <laughs> matches in WCW. Come on now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he... Gilbert. <laughs> was Gilbert an Efren WC puppy? If he was, um, he had just as good matches. This is a guy, I feel like you guys don't hate him, but you definitely didn't show him enough love. Sort of like uh, I pointed out earlier that you didn't show HBK any love. And at least I kind of gave him like honorable, honorable mention. Arn Anderson. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I fucking hate like the horse. Shop man. teacher. He's a, yeah, <laughs> look like a shop teacher out there. He does. He really does look like. Any, like yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a guy who would be like, "Well, you need to cut a quarter of an inch more of that plank." <laughs> he's the enforcer. He's the enforcer. Damn it! Give him respect. <laughs> I hate the horseman though. Like the only horseman I like is Ric Flair, but I still don't even really like the horseman. I like Sting as a horseman, but that was a big yeah. swerve. You like, you like Mongo? No, I Mongo. don't. Yeah. But Mongo yeah. has ALS, so I did bring that up. Yeah. So exactly. if yeah, I'm gonna you encourage that one. I'm gonna encourage people to uh, donate to that. Um, I'm not a Bears <laughs> fan. That's maybe why I didn't like uh, I didn't like Mongo because I you know I'm not a Bears fan. So 
But oh, right, this is um, podcast. Keep it. Here's here's trivia that you you don't know. LT fought Bam Bam Bigelow at I think WrestleMania nine as the yeah. headliner. Or maybe it was ten. Yeah. But they had lumberjacks with them, and Bam Bam had a bunch of WWE guys. I think like the corporation was maybe um his his uh his guys so like IRS and guys like that. But Bam Bam, uh, not Bam Bam, LT Lawrence Taylor had. NFL players as uh, his lumberjacks. And before, Mon- before Mongo was in WCW, he served as a lumberjack for LT's team. No, no kidding. So that's a little tidbit of trivia I know. I did hear that one time. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the name that stood out to me the most out of all these guys that LT got was Chris Spielman. Because I remember Chris Spielman being this big deal on the Lions as a, a linebacker. A lot of these other guys he had, too, that, uh, you know, I really didn't recognize the names till, uh I went back later. Like, I think Harry Carson was, like, another guy on uh, LT's, like, lumber, Lumberjack squad. Lumberjack, but, guys. Don't forget but, about uh, Bill Belichick. He was on there. No, he yeah, wasn't. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he was Next, you're going to say Nike the dog was on the, on the Lumberjack squad. <laughs> Should have been. <laughs> Not, Nike the dog wasn't even like an embryo at that point. This is a long time <laughs> ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, like I said, I don't, I don't think you guys hate this guy. But I'm gonna. This is my number two. And it's Hulk Hogan. Robin. Hulk Hogan. Oh man! Everybody <laughs> hates Hogan. You hate Hogan. Everybody hates Hogan. You almost put him no at fact. one. You almost put him at one. Well, he's t- like a typical one. A typical everybody, yeah, you got to put yeah. him on there. But I, I liked Hogan when he was with NWO and WC, like when he was that bad yeah. guy. But um, I, I guess I maybe I missed that whole Hulkamania because I was too young at that time. I guess. And yeah. that's that's why he's so high on my list. Just Hulkamania, just all the stuff he did Commando. in the eighties, and it's <laughs> his movies. Oh, his his movies yeah. are ugh. excellent. I, I like them. He was yeah. great on the. Uh, I can watch him and not vomit all over myself. I guess that's that's. An he was an ex- action hero. He should have been. I, he sh- I, well, he should have been, because I think uh, from his presence alone, um, you know that's why he he did okay at box offices. But yeah, Hulk Hogan. I think it's it's fair to put him at number two, and it's like I said, it's it's Hulkamania and the Mega Powers and all. He. He got me interested in wrestling. It's like he is a way better worker. I it doesn't matter. He didn't do it for me. It was Hulk Hogan. I like Hulk Hogan going out there and just check out the pythons. You can't beat me, dude. I got you, brother. Like and, you know, I started watching wrestling in like 87 or 88. And that was that was the guy at the time. The Sheik still hates Hogan. <laughs> oh, big, big Fuck, you, Hogan. <laughs> Fuck you, Hogan! I love his, day. I love his Twitter. The guys on Twitter every day telling somebody to fuck off. So it's it's a great Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. when he did the the Spenny on Kenny versus Spenny. That was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna use some colorful. No, I'm not gonna go there. But um, I'll just say this: Iron Sheik, when he's talking about Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, he loves to throw out the homophobic slurs. So you, you just put your Big imagination time. to to what Sheik was saying on his Kenny versus Spenny appearance, but 
So yeah, he's great on there, great on Twitter, the Sheik. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, he didn't make number one on my Rushmore or number two or any other numbers. Hogan number two, huh? Roddy Piper number one. Just... <laughs> Put it on the glasses. Oh my gosh, you're reading my mind. As soon as he mentioned Piper, I thought they lived. Yeah, right? I didn't even think wrestling. I thought they lived. Amazing movie. Yeah, I was absolutely. thinking WrestleMania eight. Remember that day I bought it from Suncoast? Oh, I remember. Because I had a credit bought, card and I was a fucking wild man taunting. Willow. No, Willow was another time. But I had I had the credit card. I was a wild man in taunting. That girl's like, Will you buy me Sean the Dead? I was like, Yeah, fuck yeah. What do I care? And then I you bought her. Stuff that, you I bought her stuff at the uh, clerk. The clerk? Clerk where? Yeah. Uh, Suncoast said. He said she was rude. I remember that. No, that must like, have been. This is a different time. Oh, okay. Different Suncoast. Uh, I don't. Shop, you know how shop. out of my. You know how out of my mind I was though. I buy this girl the movie and I don't even ask for like her phone number or anything. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, I got. Uh, I got all this money, but it's on interest. But yeah, here's a here's a twenty dollar movie. No, I don't even care. And then I yeah, I leave paid hundred dollars for that movie. I least, well, yeah, over the over the amount of uh, time, yeah. I Money well Sun- spent. <laughs> I leave Sunk. Well, yeah, well, she was super super excited. Um, I leave Suncoast though, like with an empty feeling, and I'm like, oh man, I should got the digits. She's like this cute goth girl, which I almost never. I usually see a goth girl. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm 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 all set. But uh, she was one of the cute ones, so uh, yeah, I should have parlayed that into uh, a relationship of some sort, and I didn't. Uh, missed opportunities, I guess, but uh, I'm not Definitely. looking to get in the DeLorean and fly back to that time and and, and write that wrong. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not right, so back to Hogan. I'm not Sam Beckett. Hogan's my number two because a Hulkamania and it got me involved in wrestling, and then B NWO. Yeah. Now there's been a lot of bullshit with Hogan, enough where it's almost it almost makes me like consider. Oh, should I put him at three or whatever? But like it's this guy got me involved in wrestling, so I have to, I have to put him at two. That's how important he is personally to me, because like I, yep. I can, I can bring up oh the <coughs> the alliance to end Hulkamania and the monster truck match on the top of the the building, and then he pushed uh he pushed uh, the Big Show off when he was the giant and oh I love I love the when they 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 introduced um the giant. He he had a French accent because his whole gimmick was like he was uh, uh, Andre the Giant's like illegitimate kid or something like that. <laughs> and uh, so he introduces himself to Hogan and he's like, oh, does this shirt look familiar? And then like, Hogan, he, oh, that's Andre's shirt, brother. That's Andre's shirt. <laughs> it was like this poofy pirate shirt. Let me take some, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, like I said, there's been that 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 actually I found entertaining. But that time period with Hogan was kind of when he, you know, he's just starting on WCW. He wasn't very good. And then you had Mr. America later on down the road. His TNA time was kind of garbage because he was very limited in what he could do in the ring. But based on just Hulkamania and the NWO uh, alone, I, I got to give it to. Because like I said, he got me involved. Yeah, so that's, that's how important he is. Okay. He's on a lot of Mount Rushmore's. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel like I'm alone. I, no, just got, I, I, I kind of got that feeling from you guys. Of like, I, It seems like the, 
we've been rattling off our Rushmores, and in the back of both of your minds, you're like, oh, I fucking hate Hogan. I'm glad he's not on mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm reading into it too much. <laughs> okay, here, my here, number one. Them. My number one. I drum roll. I drum roll, but I probably end up breaking my uh my surface, my surface go or my 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 Z10 effects. And I can't here's break that. One. Scott uh, Hall. That's correct, Scott Hall. Scott, I thought you were gonna say uh, Scott Steiner. <laughs> uh, yeah. I should the I big should big bad booty daddy. <laughs> I, I I should say uh, Scott Norton for standing up to North Korea. <laughs> he said, no, "I want to I... take him by the neck." <laughs> These guys go through my bags. <laughs> uh, Scott Steiner, actually, that'd be an interesting pick. Scott he, Hall for uh, number one. Is this Scott Hall going? for number one? Though, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Um, of course the the whole thing started with uh, Razor. R- Razor Ramon. Yeah, because you gotta understand, like my first, my first, like I said, my first guys that uh, I loved were like, it was like Hulk Hogan and like Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man and like, uh, yeah, even Roddy Piper, and uh, I liked Ric Flair for the brief time he was in, in and um, so there was like a lot of, and then uh, like I said, even the Undertaker and he wasn't my favorite, but uh, I loved, I loved Money Inc. Like I just thought like. DiBiase being able to buy everybody and IRS Taka, fake Undertaker, like all that was good. But it got to a point where a lot of these guys were, you know, they were not wrestling as much or they were jumping ship or whatever. Like I, I think when Razor debuted, like uh Macho Man was like a commentator, Hulk Hogan was about to leave and go to WCW. Like a lot of like a, a lot he debuted at a time where like a lot of these guys were leaving, and it's like the only guy that like made like carried over was like HBK or like the Undertaker basically. So a lot of these guys were either getting diminished roles or leaving the company, and so Razor came at like that time, uh, clear ripoff of uh, Tony Montana. Um, <laughs> so he he's probably Derek's uh, number one too. Guaranteed. <laughs> he's definitely Derek's number one. Um, it's kind of funny too when he pitched the idea to Vince. He had no ideas. He's just like, I want to come to WWF. I want to work for you. Had no ideas. He watched Scarface the night before his meeting with Vince. He came in and did his Scarface impersonations and said, "We're going to base the character on that." And of course, it got fleshed out more later. Like, we're going to call him Razor Ramon. He's going to you wear this attire and then you know the, the bad you know, cre- guy cre- creative yeah. took it from there but it's kind of funny that he went to a meeting and he's like oh for 13 you know, key it's puro like uh who <laughs> 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 who walks into a meeting with vince and does that and skull hall <laughs> thinks it went went over so well because of uh like vince mcmahon had no idea like what scarface was never saw the movie anything like that and that's how he's able to sell the character because I'll, I'll tell you this much. If I was the CEO of uh, the WWF at the time, I would have hired him based on my love of Scarface. I'm like, oh, Tony Montana. Yeah, you're hired, dude. Like, we'll totally do this. We'll just have to call you something like Razor Ramon. But now, now Vince was I got the one opposite. question for like, you. Vince, Vince is like, oh, this is funny. Yeah, let's go with this. I got one question for you. Is this yeah, a real question. work? Scott Hall's number one. 
This I, he's like I, the bigger works is Montreal Screwjob right now. Why, <laughs> why, is hard, why is that hard? Why is it so hard to believe? Because he's never because he never had a world championship, has he? Uh, I I think he did in NWA. I I guess. <laughs> I guess you. I guess well, you I know if you want me to be legitimate, like I think that's where he had it. I, he's had gold before. He's he's never he's never been a world champ, but he's had gold before. There, if he would have stayed with WWF, this is again, this is rumor stuff because they pretty much just put the belt on HBK and Bret Hart for those like those two years, like interim. But they would have put the gold on him because like, Vince looks back on it and he's like, I totally should have kept Diesel and Razor, and I I would have made them, you know, they would have kept on exchanging the belts. That's uh, that's according to rumors that it would have been they would have been in the mix. That sounds but, about right. But um. No, like I, there was just something about R- Razor Ramon. I don't know. I loved Razor Ramon, and I loved I loved Scott Hall in the NWO, and it's just that's it's that simple. It's sort of like last week where I don't know why I love the Taj Mahal as much as I do, but I do, and that's the same thing with Scott Hall. You can say, well, Scott Hall's this fucking like drug addict, drunk or whatever, never had a, a, a ton of success, and. I don't know. You can you can say what you want about the guy, but he was still he was the guy that entertained me, and he kept he kept like Hulk Hogan got me to wrestling. Scott Hall kept me with wrestling, and then of course that's that's not entirely like completely true because he lost a point. Three kid. (laughs) That's part of having a rivalry. Sometimes you gotta lose. Sometimes you gotta (laughs) lose. But the one two three kid. So it's like guys like Mankind and Stone Cold and uh, Triple H and Undertaker and stuff like those. Those are the guys that kept me going after you know WCW failed. But I don't know. Just, he went to WCW. He made things super fucking interesting. Like you can't even argue that. How successful is WCW without Scott Hall? And you can. And if you want to say the Outsiders, fine. But. As much as we love Hogan and what he did in the NWO, if you don't have Scott Hall, you know, pretending to be Razor in WCW and like this is a takeover, I'm taking over your your company. What is exactly the where does WCW where does yeah where does WCW go if they don't have Scott Hall do that? So so one of the most important one of the most well that's why, uh, but still, what if they don't? What if they don't sign Nash? Because what if. What if all you had was, was by himself. That's exactly it. What what, what if Hall goes by himself? Because he was the he was the he was the only one at that time. Nash came, I think, two weeks later. They had finally signed him. They then all of WCW was on uh, NWO. Well, here's actually the funny. Well, <laughs> man, yeah, they ruined that. Oh man, it would have been nice. It would have been nice with like six guys. But once you have like you have everybody, and then it, oh, let's give uh, Ted DiBiase a job and. Let's 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 give Miss Elizabeth a job and I, I gotta see the ugh. list. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> David Arquette was, I think. And it was it, it was fine with the flock. I fucking got it then when you, you put all these like low card guys in the flock. I don't know why they did that with the NWO though. The flock. That was my jam. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You like uh, Loki? Loki was a waste. <laughs> Harry Santa was on my Mount Washburn. Riggs wore a fucking <laughs> a fishnet uh, tank top. And <laughs> what a weirdos. Harry Santa had a dress on. I, I actually liked Saturn, though. Saturn was good. The rings uh, of Saturn. 
that was, that was a good cool. finisher. Yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> like, well, uh, I'm gonna have to have you guys back on. We'll have to like a, our our brush boards for finishers because uh, spoiler. No, I'm not gonna do spoiler. Alert, well, but, what are we doing? The match one next? <laughs> um, yeah. After I'm done talking about Scott Hall, we're gonna do the match one. Um, but yeah, like I said, he just he's involved in one of the the most important storylines ever and the biggest heel turn ever. So it's like we're gonna do a match. The match one tonight, are we? Yeah, we are. Or did you oh, want to save it? We'll save that. That's not like a long we, topic. We are, we already are kind of uh, two hours yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah we can, we can okay, do that. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll save match for another well, time. That's a long story. You want to go up to four matches? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all doing four matches, too. That That's fine, then. Um, we'll, fi- we'll finish off at uh, Scott Hall. We'll pick it up at ma- we'll do the matches. Yeah, we'll do matches another time. I'm fine with that. But yeah, I'll, I'll wrap up with Scott Hall then, though. So, um, but yeah, he's involved in that. And like I said, Razor's just kind of what kept me around. If you don't have Razor Ramon, am I still watching wrestling in like the early, early-ish 90s, mid-90s? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. Because like I, I said, like w, WCW was putting out a lot of bullshit in, in the early 90s. Like I said, Hulk, Hulk went there. I didn't like it. And the... I don't know. There was just WCW really didn't. I I tried to like tune in here and there for it. it. It wasn't really that great. And like I said, a lot of these other guys though, they like they bailed or they 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 got reduced roles. So if you don't have Razor Ramon, I don't I don't am I in? in he didn't the care the Intercontinental ch- Championship for a long time. Yeah, he was a good IC champ too, though. He's a good I, IC I can, champ. I, oh yeah, uh, he kept that relevant. Invented the 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 ladder match. Him and HBK. There was no ladder match before that. There was scaffolding yeah. matches, which are just fucking super dangerous and wild and, and whatnot. <laughs> but um, that's still not the same as a ladder match. Ladder matches are super entertaining. Like, I love ladder matches. And, um, you know, he was like the he started that with HBK. And then um, he had a lot of success, you know, pre WCW, uh, like Diamond Stud and pre WWF uh, Razor Ramon and, and all that. Because he was in NWA. And like I said, he, he won gold there. And he was uh, I think he was tag champs with Kurt Henning. So <laughs> before, you know, Mr. Perfect and all that, uh, if you look at him, then he looked crazy. Like he had like a Jerry curl and like a mustache. And you're like, this is Scott Hall. Are you serious? He looked yeah. way different in the late 80s. But um, yeah, so, you know, you, you maybe think I'm joking or um, just like whatever. But no, Scott Hall's my number one. And I think deservedly so. OK, so. I need to figure out where I'm going to throw my mid-roll ad when I edit this. But uh, Lee, Lethal knows what we always do at the end of these episodes. So it is now time. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is new to me. Well, you, no, you've, I, I know you've heard at least a couple of the episodes. So yeah, you should be familiar with this. The Remember Four Things portion of our show. So uh, I'm going to lead off with... Uh, Shout outs as I always do. Lee, you got any shout outs to throw out there? Uh, man, actually, I guess a shout out to, to you guys, man, the host, of course, and then <laughs> having have a kind of a uh, reunion over here. Um, <laughs> you know, it's the nice band to- go back together. That's and what that's, it is. That's wrestling talk because right? the band, Kevin Nash, exactly. Sean Wallman, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'd be my <laughs> shout out, though. No, I, I just appreciate you guys taking the time out and us kind of reminiscing about the old school wrestling days. And I know when we go back to talk about like the matches, we'll probably 
you know, do this again and just kind of bring back those nostalgic moments. Let's so. do uh, let's do stipulations and matches, because I think stipulations would be a lot quicker. Yeah, we'll we uh, we'll have a discussion about what we want to do. But Absolutely. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But uh, OK, uh, any shout outs for you, Paul? Uh, I'd like to shout out Helmet. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> and uh, Helmet's Helmet's oh, dead. Remember, I said he rolled uh, over in the, the ditch, <laughs> so he's, he's not hearing this right now. The jaws of life oh. is just getting his corpse out of out of the car right now. God, I uh, hope shout- I'm not being serious. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't exactly. want that to happen. <laughs> shout out to you guys. Uh, was I'm glad being back, getting back and uh, having a conversation with you guys. And it's been a fun time out here talking wrestling. Who doesn't want to do that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, my my shout outs this week are to my special guests, past, present, and future. So past is lethal. And uh, Chris and Leroy present is you two guys and future is you two guys again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anybody else? I, I, I when I bring the special guests on, I always love to give you guys a shout out because uh, these are the episodes I really love doing where, you know, I'm just kind of bouncing stuff off you guys because it feels like we're sitting in Paul's uh, living room all over again, playing NHL and just talking shit about everything. So <laughs> slashing going on here. Oh, yep. you, you bastard. <laughs> Flashing. I don't know how many times you injured Paul Korea, damn it, but <laughs> didn't fly well with me. <laughs> but um, so shout outs to you guys, though. You're you're the Bret Hearts because you're the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, damn it. Damn I'm right. I'm uh, and um, of course, shout outs to um all the hardcore wrestlers because I did mention earlier, you know, that uh hardcore's got a little spot in me. Uh, uh I kind of give them you don't really see hardcore anymore. Like it's really gonna be forced. AEW kind of brought it, but still, it's not like Forefront or whatever. Like when ECW was around. But I just want to give a shout out to those guys because you know they take like the sickest bumps ever, but you know they they make the fans go home happy. And um, kind of a little R.I.P. to New Jack. Maybe give a, a five second moment of silence to New Jack. And um, New Jack. I don't really I don't know how to feel about this guy because I, I hear a lot of bad things about him, but I you know, I'm still gonna give him a, a little RIP, but there's been there's been times where he's been really stiff in the ring and um he's been really coked in the ring, which it's it's dangerous to work high. Even like the biggest drug addicts will go in the ring sober, usually, sometimes. <laughs> and then um there's also the mass transit incident, which everybody, you know, knows about that. But uh, still, R.I.P. to to New Jack. Hopefully, you are a better guy than your reputation uh, sometimes presents you as. Um, anybody got any quotes? I got no quotes. No quotes. What What nah. about you, Polly? Uh, he might have dropped out. He might have got kicked out or something. Oh, are you? Ser- oh, yeah. I'm looking at my bar right now. I, I think he did. He say he had the split. Maybe. I think he might have. Oh, damn. Hey, man, my, yeah, I, actually, I just noticed that it was just you and me. <laughs> okay, you and I are going to finish this one out then. So my quote is, uh, there's no elevator to success. You'll have to take the stairs. And that is uh, Rocky Maivia, a.k.a. The Rock. Yeah, very fitting yeah. for this episode. He's a, he's kind of a really wise guy because I think uh, after he left wrestling, a lot of guys like picked his brain. And uh, he, he comes off as kind of a smart dude to me. So there's actually a lot of quotes that he has. And, and, you know, that's one that I I dug up and 
I kind of just look at my podcast and that's why um, this is relative to me. I kind of feel like, you know, I'm not going to just be instantly successful. I have to keep on putting out content. I have to hope that, you know, it catches on virally and then I'll go from there. But it is stairs. You, you can't you got to work hard at this. You got to you got to do it consistently and get stuff out. Like I've been I've been late a couple times already and it it kind of kind of weighs on me a little bit, but I digress though. Like like I said though, that's just I saw this quote and it kind of made me think about my own podcast and I I agree with the rock though. There's no elevated success. You'll have to take the stairs. Uh Good quote. As always, I also end with, um, you know, donate to an ALS charity. And, um, you know, I talked about Mongo McMichael earlier. He's battling ALS. It's, uh, it's not looking good for him. So if you want to give some to some specific patient, why not Mongo? Um, is, you know, as much as I rag on him as far as wrestling ability, and, you know, I'm not a Bears fan. I'm sure he was a good dude. So I'm not going to say, oh, you shouldn't donate to him because you know, he sucked in the ring or whatever. That's, that's ludicrous. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> he's a human being on the other end of it. So yeah. Um, if you want to donate to a specific patient Mongo, but if not in general, just ALSA.org, ALS.org. It's um, the ALSA, uh, the ALS association. So any charities you want to throw? I remember the last time uh, we did current events, you had one. Do you want to th- throw out that same charity? And so I think I did that one. Actually, this time I was thinking about doing Autism Speaks. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, anybody could just, you know, search up Autism Speaks and probably find a, you know, good cause to, or a good website to go out, donate. You could also, like, buy a lot of product to kind of show your your support and everything. And, and some of the proceeds go to the Autism Speaks cause. So, um, that, I thought that would be a good one to, you know, change it up this time, you know, not that, stick with the same one every time, but, um, yeah, that actually is good because, uh, my suffer, my son suffers from, um, autism and Thanks. now he's, uh, he's not as bad as, as some, but he does have trouble, uh, controlling his emotions and he's kind of an introvert at times. Like, um, so he does, he does suffer with it though. Awesome. But, um, That's, his, uh, his, yeah, he's his, getting better. Well, so we'll never really know how to eliminate it or prevent it or i mean i think eventually we will but at this point it's it might be too late for him i i feel like but um like i said i he's on the spectrum though at a point where at least it's not it could be way worse and i'm i'm just fortunate that my son is better than that like his Mm -hmm. his cognitive abilities like he's sort of like rain man in that regard where he's super smart or whatever but there'll be times where, you know, things just overwhelm him and he has a hard time like emoting it. And he just he that's where his his trouble really lies. And that's why he's on the spectrum, because he just he has trouble controlling his emotion for the most part. And um, it's tough, but we, we do the best we can with him. And like I said, I, my wife and I are just really fortunate, though, that he's he is where he is on the spectrum and it's not worse. So I'm yeah, really fortunate for that. And so our oldest is also on the spectrum and it's while it might be on the mild side, we've just been able to get a lot more help. I think by, you know, shining a light on it now, you know, back in our day, there wasn't so much research. So now as we kind of advance the technology and science and all that, they're doing a lot better to kind of help out the individuals that, you know, if you didn't have this cause, you wouldn't be able to kind of treat 
these individuals. So, you know, that, that's kind of why I'm all about autism speaks and, you know, people getting involved and actually maybe educating themselves on it. So I, you know, I totally agree. About, I feel yeah. like, uh, you know, back when we were kids, if a kid had autism, it was just like, oh, that kid's a retard or whatever. When that right. wasn't the case, he just he had trouble, you know, with whatever the case was. It wasn't that he was necessarily a retard. Because, like, my son, for example, he's super smart at math, but and he's kind of average at other things. But, mm -hmm. you know, that certainly doesn't make him a retard, though. He just has trouble controlling himself sometimes with his emotions. Like, he can't properly emote, and it puts him in a weird spot. And then, you know, my, my wife is, like, 90% of the time the one that gets him, like, to calm down and, you know, yeah. relax, go to a good spot, and, you know, kind of think about it there. But... Yeah, it, it's like you said, though, it, like 20 years ago, they would treat these kids like retards and it was like, we can't fucking help them now because, you know, a guy like Doug Flutie, for example, his son had it. And it's like, you know, a lot of these celebrities with money that, you know, it affects them because autism affects a lot more people than you think. It's like one in 100 or something like that. You know, when guys like that get behind the cause, it, it really helps because it, it brings awareness to it now. Because it's not like, oh, you know, they're they're special. There's nothing we can do for them. It's like, well, no, we're going to see if we can do something for them. And they're not special in a bad way. They're just special in this way. So it's good yeah. that we're kind of finally realizing what autism really is instead of what it was, you know, 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah, get more educated on it and yeah, do whatever you got to do to you know, have them be more functional, um, you know, just in society. Cause you know, if you just let it go, nothing, you're not doing them any justice. Right. Oh, so, certainly, certainly. Yeah. Certainly yeah. not. Yeah. You can't, you have to address everything. Absolutely. Otherwise you, you won't have a, a, a fulfilling life. So. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to ask you this, even though I know you're going to just acquiesce, but I, I have to ask you cause you're a guest and I like my guests to do what i do so do you have any good nights good nights let me let me think how about because i know the last two times you're like no that's your thing you do it yeah but, you know I, it can be about, our thing though <laughs> i'm gonna I'm about, actually i'll say one good night okay um, excellent fine yeah, and it's my <laughs> if rushmore had a fifth face this is my good night because <laughs> i wanted to put him on here i just uh because i love this style i love this like his promos and all that. I'd say good night to Macho Man. <laughs> but uh, we know, unfortunately, we know where he is, you know. So. Well, yeah. R.I.P. But at the same time, you know, just like I love this style. I like this whole his gimmick and all that stuff. So. That's really not bad. Even though I laughed, it's really not bad. I just I, yeah. I think I laughed because I thought you're going to go with HBK. I actually I should have done that. That would have been good because I gave him a snub. Yeah, I know. I gave him a snub. Yeah, I like HBK too. But um, Macho Man was like my my fifth, and I was kind of like jockeying um, all the like the position of all my guys to kind of fit him in. But he kind of got bumped. So but before I do my golf November to to close this out, um, oh man, where's my train of thought with that? Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some sort of thing, and then I lost it. Oh, I remember now. Okay, Macho Man. Did you know he had a rap album? Oh, dude, I think I did. And I heard like one song. So, but I, I, I didn't hear the whole album. I thought he just did like one song. 
Hollywood Hogan, you're at the end of your rope. I'm gonna wash your mouth out with soap, something like that. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so yeah, it was that's so what I remember. Bad. <laughs> yeah. And then uh it was like a love song one on there. And oh man, I wish I could do a better macho because oh yeah, you have such a interesting cadence. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I can't die. Jay Lethal's better at doing, I mean, he, he the whole black machismo gimmick, so he's way better at doing the impression than me. But um, what was that? What else? There was one more. Oh, he also did a tribute song to uh, Mr. Perfect. And it was, as much as I love the direction, he was still, it was still bad. The chorus is like, you're my perfect friend until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so bad. Oh, man. But, uh, okay. He said his good night. I'm going to say mine, and we'll get together in another couple weeks, uh, Lethal and Polly and I. So, good night, Malcolm Butler, wherever you are. 